ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. All right, we are ready to go. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is ready to go. It's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. And you can find me on Twitter as well, at Paul Swan. we got a lot to get into today. No guests, so it's going to be more of an opportunity for you to talk to me, comment on anything that we are talking about, or let me know about some things that maybe you think I should be talking about. We do open the door for you every single day. 5 to 6 right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. Let's start with, of course, updating you on some of the action that was taking place earlier today. The Cincinnati Reds lose to the Dodgers 6 to nothing. Reds beat the Dodgers yesterday in a walk-off. It was a win for the Red Legs, and then they played an afternoon series. And the Dodgers get a little revenge with the 6-0 victory over the Reds. Pirates are off today. Pirates yesterday losing to the A's 9-5. So the Bucks have got the day off. The Bucks are a game and a half now out of first in the division. Picked the wrong time to lose to probably one of the worst teams in baseball at this moment. So I guess that... I guess that the athletics are, are sort of the success of their of their hockey team. The athletic success uh, is starting to pick up because the hockey team is doing well. And, of course, I'm here for it. I, I don't know if you're a baseball traditionalist, but I'm here for Oakland moving to Las Vegas. I'm absolutely here for it. They're going to get a brand-new facility. It's going to be spectacular. And all of a sudden, you're going to have Las Vegas with professional football, professional hockey, and professional baseball. You just need an NBA team now. You need a Las Vegas NBA team, and you'll have everything you possibly need in Las Vegas. And, of course, it's a great destination town. It's an absolute great destination town. I mean, it's a city that has everything, so why not add more? So I'm here for baseball, but... The Pirates were not here for the now Oakland Athletics with the loss yesterday, so they'll hopefully get back into the winning side of things over the weekend. And, of course, the Guardians are in action tonight, taking on the Red Sox. 7-10 will be first pitch there. Guardians won 5-2 last night in that series. And, of course, the big one last night, how many of you stayed up and watched this one? Denver got the win over Miami, 109-94. So the Nuggets start to... Maybe exert themselves a little bit more. They lead that series two games to one. Still an opportunity for it to be competitive. On the other hand, we've got Stanley Cup action tonight. You can hear that game. 7.30 is going to be the airtime on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30 as the Las Vegas Golden Knights try to take commanding 3-0 lead in the series against Florida. Game one was not the right way to start off your Stanley Cup if you were the NHL with Las Vegas winning that one 5 to 2 and then game 2 just got it got out of hand 7-2 victory there so I'm kind of curious how many people are going to actually be interested in this one and 
This is the first time in a long time that it's just strictly on cable with TNT and the Turner family of stations having the Stanley Cup this year. It's going to be back on the ESPN family of stations next year. ESPN will have the Stanley Cup. It's a seven-year deal. ESPN is going to have it for four of the seven years of this package, and then Turner will have it for three of the seven. This is the first of those three. And I thought the coverage has been great so far, but the game itself has not been. So I'm kind of curious how many people are even going to be tuning in watching this one tonight. I'm going to be keeping an eye on it. But again, if this gets out of hand, it's going to be background noise for me. But we've got a great alternative for you. You can listen to the game right here, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So we got a lot to get into. We've got a schedule update to tell you about for Marshall football. We're going to do that, get you updated on which game has a game time now and then what television network is going to carry it. Also, we've been keeping an eye on what's happening with the transfer portal. Players still have the opportunity to come in. And there's another commitment to the Thundering Herd, so we're going to get into that with you. Take your text at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So there's an opportunity for you to get in on the show this afternoon. And, of course, you can find me on social media, on Twitter, at Paul Swan. So we've got a lot to get into. We'll start with the schedule update, get you updated on the transfer portal. And then a little bit later on, I want to get into something that came out from the NCAA. And hopefully we can get into this and and really deep dive into this. NCAA President Charlie Baker is advocating for a federal law to regulate college athletes' endorsement deals which would create a registry of deals, agent certification, and uniform contract standards. So I want to get into this, but, and of course, Baker's new to the job. So this is something he would like to see fixed and corrected. And honestly, I don't know how you put the genie back in the bottle. I don't know how you do this. You're going to have to have federal intervention. And do we want federal intervention in this? And unfortunately, I'm going to have to say yes. I think we're going to have to have something that is completely uniform because let's be honest. In a war of NIL deals, Marshall's not going to win battles. Now, Marshall can try to get creative all at once as an athletic department, but in a war of just crazy, out of control, wild, wild west type behavior out there when it comes to name, image, and likeness, Schools like Marshall are going to lose a lot more. Maybe not yet, but Marshall and other schools, similar size, similar stature, similar finances, are going to lose. And I don't think that this is what the intention truly was when it came to name, image, and likeness. This was an opportunity for a player to profit off their name, image, and likeness. Okay, that's that's fair. That's totally fair. Like, hey, yeah, I've got a little notoriety here, get a little fame. I've got a little little cachet. The local car dealership would like to use me in a commercial. Yeah, I get that. Or kids would like to just profit a little bit because, again, a lot of money is being made. Higher levels, a lot of money is being made. Kids are not making cash. They're getting some. They're getting tuition. 
things like that, scholarship. But it's totally, totally different than what I thought the true nature of this name, image, and likeness was going to be about. And maybe I should have been a little bit more cynical about it, but we're seeing college athletics not be college athletics. We're turning this into a pro system. We're absolutely turning this into a pro system here. And I think we're going to be worse off for it because we see players looking for quick hits Hey, how much cash can I get here? What kind of name, image, and likeness deal can I get here? Can I profit going to Marshall, or can I profit going somewhere else? And is Marshall the high offer? Can I make more being a player at Marshall? Can I can I make more elsewhere? Not, hey, I really like the coaches. I think you got a great thing going here. Can win some games. I like the school. I like the atmosphere. I like the community. I like all of this. Hey, I could probably profit a little bit here as well. That's cool. I don't think every single student athlete is coming with that mindset that, okay, can I get mine at Marshall University? Can I get mine? Not, hey, is Marshall a good fit for me? Is Marshall going to help elevate me? Is Marshall going to get me to the next level if that's your goal? Marshall going to help me there? Can I get a great education at Marshall University and maybe compete for some championships and maybe make the next level? A lot of this is based on, hey, can I get mine? Hey, you know, great school, but I can get a better deal elsewhere, so I'm not coming. Or, you know, I'm not going to finish out here at Marshall because I can get a better offer elsewhere. And it was great spending a few years here at Marshall, but I'm going to finish my career elsewhere and I'm going to get paid. And to be honest with you, I'm not going to tell a single student athlete to not get paid. So we'll get into that a little bit more. I want to get your opinion on it. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'm, I'm looking for image deals, name, image, and likeness deals. I'm available. If you've got offers, I am available. And you can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. More coming up. We'll get your text in, your thoughts on where name, image, and likeness stands right now. Should federal lawmakers step in trying to clean this thing up? What would make it better? What would make it fair for all parties involved and sort of not have the playing field tilt towards the big power schools or the big money schools? Instead, everybody benefits from this and the playing field is a little bit more even. We'll get into that when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line open 304-396-TALK 304-396-8255. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Still to come, we're going to dive deep into the latest on name, image, and likeness as the NCAA president is calling for federal law on college athletes and compensation. So we'll get into that. We'll get your texts in about that as well. Where do you stand? Is it the wild, wild west? Should we regulate this a little bit more? Can schools like Marshall compete? Those would be some of the things we talk about, but 
Let's get you updated on everything coming out of Marshall and around Marshall. Yesterday, if you were with us, you probably heard, and if you haven't yet, I'll update you. Marshall gets another transfer portal pickup for basketball. Kevon Boyles coming from Maryland Eastern Shore to the Thundering Herd. And so that was a highly rumored pickup for the Thundering Herd. So now it's a reality. Football today, the most notable news as far as transfer portal is concerned, is Jonathan Perkins commits to Marshall. He's a linebacker. He is six foot two. He's from Oklahoma, from East Los Angeles College. So he was at Oklahoma and then got into the transfer portal because once he got to Oklahoma, there were coaching changes. And you know, I was reading up on him this afternoon, and he spoke to a couple of media outlets. And really the decision was it wasn't that he didn't like Oklahoma. It was that he got in there. It was not the coaching staff that brought him in. And so there really wasn't any chemistry there for him. So he makes the jump, gets into the portal, goes to East Los Angeles College. Last season, if I understood right when I was looking at his stats, uh, he was pretty good. Nine games, had 63 tackles. So he is a linebacker, six foot two, coming to play football for the Thundering Herd. And the other football news today, the game with ECU has a time. And it's got a television destination. I know those are the two things that you ask me the most. So the first question is, when's the game going to be played, Paul? Well, we already knew it was a September 9th game. It's now set for 4 o'clock. And it's going to be broadcast on ESPNU. A lot better than ESPN+, Plus, so that's an upgrade, definitely. And it's the second national broadcast on the schedule so far. The other national broadcast is going to be the JMU game. That's October 19th, 7 o'clock. That's going to be either on ESPN or ESPN2. Either way, that's pretty good. You can't go wrong if you're on ESPN or ESPN2. So the ECU game set for a 4 o'clock contest. I'm sure, to be honest, a lot of Herd fans are going to make that trip. People on people on national TV, people who uh, – scan the, the dials on Saturdays or game days, you know, will enjoy that. But I think the majority of herd fans that can go will go to that one. Because of course it's Marshall ECU. It's very special. Huge bond there between the two programs and of course referencing the nineteen seventy team that played there, involved in the plane crash after that game. And of course the the way that these two athletic programs have continued to keep ties there's a marker to to memorialize the Marshall football team that played there before the plane crash and of course every time the ECU comes to Huntington and plays the thundering herd you know ECU fans will make the trip up to the cemetery to see the see where some of the players are buried and see the the monument the memorial there and of course that gets a lot of visits all the time. I would go up there and I would take a walk and I would go by and, and see a lot of artifacts from different schools all the time. It's amazing. If you're ever just in the area, take the dog for a walk. Just go walk by. You'll see some really interesting artifacts sometimes that are left from people who just want to make the drive sometimes. Just want to make the drive to come and 
and see it and touch it, be a part of it, and you'll see all kinds of things. Rocks, you see rocks, you see bumper stickers, you see you different types of items all the time. So it always changes because there are a lot of people who sometimes make return visits or people maybe never been before. So uh, you'll see a lot of different things. So that's a good game. I hope that series continues for years to come. I wish that Marshall and ECU could have been in the same conference. I honestly wish that these two schools could be in the same conference because this would be a fun rivalry, not a a rivalry full of um, vitriol. This wouldn't be a nasty rivalry. This would be a fun rivalry because it's two programs that have history, mutual respect, not afraid to get after each other, not afraid to get after each other. That's the one thing that I do like about this series. These two programs, not afraid to, to go after. And I like to see this series a little bit more. This is one of my favorite games. So the game set for 4 o'clock. September 9th on ESPNU. It's the second national broadcast uh, announced on the schedule. As we'll get the schedule, it'll be piecemeal a little bit more. And plus, don't forget, a lot of these games are going to be in that 12-day that window as far as if they're going to be picked up by television or not. Games will be minimum ESPN Plus, minimum. Everything else pretty much going to be either announced or subject to change. So that's where we're at tonight with that. Let's get your text in. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's the number to be a part of today's edition of The Drive. You can also find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Again, that Twitter address is at Paul Swan. When we continue, let's deep dive into the latest regarding name, image, and likeness. That's when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. Now, name, image, and likeness is going to be an ongoing topic with this program. The transfer portal is going to be an ongoing topic with this program. And let's start, and I'm going to back it up a little bit. Let's start with name, image, and likeness when it comes to video games. And then we'll, we'll funnel this right into what's happening today with the NCAA. How many of you played, when you're a little younger, how many of you played the college football game for your PlayStation, your Xbox? Was it on Nintendo? I don't remember. At least the last versions of it were on PlayStation and Xbox. How many of you lined up at midnight at your local GameStop or Walmart or Target, wherever you got your games. Where did you where did you get your games? Now, I know I'm speaking to a certain demographic here. That's fine. I get it. Hang on for a minute. Stay with me here. This was a big deal. This was absolutely a big deal because the new college football game would come out. You would pre-order it. You wouldn't care what the reviews were. All you knew is that it was college football, and you would fire that thing up, and you would play, and it got taken away. It got taken away from you because 
of money. And so it's back now because we have name, image, and likeness, right? That's one of the positives of this. We get this game back. It's coming out in 2024. So if you still enjoy picking up college football on your PlayStation, you'll love this, right? Because it's going to be brand new. It's going to be, you know, we haven't had this in, in, what, 10 years? Has it been Has it been that long? I remember we were doing this show 10 years ago, talking to a few Marshall football players. And like, hey, how do you feel? You're not going to have the video game anymore. Like, really? Yeah. The kids love this thing. They love going in and playing. College football players would fire this thing up and play, usually as Marshall. If you're a Marshall football player, you're playing as Marshall, right? So the NCAA's interim NIL policy, which came, came down in 2021, which allowed college athletes to profit from their name, image, and their likeness, opened the door for EA Sports to get back in the college football game. And EA Sports made the announcement players are going to get paid for their name, image, and likeness to be used in the college football video game. So the College Football Players Association is trying to boycott the game because it believes that the compensation offered by EA Sports is not acceptable. It's unacceptable. It's low. Now, this organization is trying to negotiate group licensing deals and advocate for athletes' best interests in matters of compensation and representation. Okay, that's noble. But the organization is reaching out to athletes to discourage them from giving up basically their name, image, and likeness rights and consider joining the association and participating in this boycott. I don't know if the College Football Players Association is going to be big enough to boycott this thing, right? So the College Football Players Association sees the video game as um, obviously a target, trying to secure fair compensation and rights for college football players. And you might see, because I think the number that was thrown around is they had maybe like $5 million, and they could they could work that out. They could work that out, maybe a $500 payout. Everybody that gets involved here, $500 payout. Now, for a lot of kids, a lot of players, you know, that's a lot of money. Okay, $500. I'm not, I wasn't going to get $500 yesterday. I'm not getting $500 tomorrow. I'm not making the stupid money here. Tell me. If you're the kicker at Akron, do you think you're getting name, image, and likeness deals? Probably not. Tell me, if you're you're the third-string quarterback at Ohio, are you getting name, image, and likeness deals? Maybe not. I need to check on that. And so a lot of players are not going to be getting name, image, and likeness deals. Let's just be honest here. Not everybody is a big name. So, hey, you're going to get $500. We've got this amount of money. We're going to do a... We're going to give you $500, your image, your likeness. It's going to be in the game, like your number. So that's you. You'll know that's you, and you're going to be in the game. And for a lot of kids, they wouldn't get anything close to that in anything else. So here you go. That's that's the payout. The game was last released in 2013, sold approximately 1.5 million copies. Now, I don't know if we can compare this to Madden, but Madden – Estimated to generate $600 million in annual revenue. $600 million. That is $600 million. And so now, there might be a boycott. You might have holdouts here. So you might not get your favorite player in the game. And honestly, I don't know if a lot of gamers would care. The college football players would care because they might see this as, hey, 
this makes a lot of money here. Why don't we get more of that? And then, of course, if you're the kicker from Akron, you're going to get a pretty pretty good deal, right? You're going to get you're going to get money for being represented in this game. Okay, cool. I'm the kicker. I'm getting 500. Awesome. I'll take it. But what if you're what if you're the star quarterback? What if you're the star running back? What if you're the star wide receiver? Insert your favorite school here. What if you're the star? What if you're a national name? What if you're a player that's getting Heisman consideration? Do you think you're getting fairly compensated? is going to cut it for you? Look, I'm the straw that stirs the drink around here. Why am I getting $500 for being in this game that makes a lot of money? So this is going to be interesting to see because this was sort of what name, image, and likeness opened up. Like Now, okay, players can get compensated. They got this video game that is basically using your roster – you can play the game. You can play as Marshall. You're playing as Marshall. It might not say player names. No, these, you know, but they look really close to what the roster looked like. So now players get represented in this game. They get compensated, but that might not even be enough now. And so that leads me into NCAA President Charlie Baker advocating for a federal law, as we talked about earlier, if you were with us. Wants to regulate college athletes, There's those endorsement deals, trying to create a registry of deals, agent certification, and uniform contract standards. And they're trying to pass it through the House and Senate this fall. Why? Why this fall? What's coming up next year? It's an election year. Election year cycle. That's what's coming up. We've got an election year cycle coming up here. And nobody's going to do anything to mess up votes. So if Congress can't get to work on this and make this happen, the NCAA, I don't know how much power the NCAA can really wield on this, but the NCAA is looking to try to take steps to address name, image, and likeness compensation on its own, but it admits the absence of a framework has resulted in a lack of transparency, accountability, and overall effectiveness in college sports. Obviously, absolutely obviously here. Now, I don't know what kind of transparency we're looking for here when it comes to individuals making private deals. I'm compensating you for a service. I'm asking you to provide a service. I get the benefit from your name, your image, and your likeness, and I'm compensating you from that. And You know, we're conducting a business transaction here. Now, the player is not a public employee. I don't even know how we address this for private schools. But going into a database might shed some light on really how much money is actually being spent here. Where is it coming from? Where is it coming from? And it's the wild, wild west out here because you have states creating different standards. Each state is creating different standards that some states are trying to game this state, this system. Why are states trying to game this system? Because you know, we can't have the state university get aced for a player because we don't have name, image, and likeness. You know, there's some senator right now, there's some house representative somewhere in each local body of government saying we can't let 
We can't let Tennessee scoop us here. We can't let Georgia scoop us. So basically, state lawmakers are putting together legislation, trying to gain advantages for their schools. And so it's become a new arms race. We know this, right? We're going over ground that we already have tread on. It's an arms race. Marshall and schools of Marshall size are trying to get in on the arms race. But let's be honest, we're talking rocks the boulders sometimes. Rocks the boulders. So thankfully, we do have some some pushback here. You have sports leaders, athletic directors, presidents, coaches, Nick Saban. Nick Saban lobbying in Washington for federal regulation of NIL. And there are actually some drafts that are out there right now for potential legislation. And the reason for this, according to Charlie Baker, NCAA president, the need for federal legislation to protect athletes and their families from nefarious actors and ensure a transparent market. Why do we need a transparent market? According to Baker, there are concerns about misinformation, athletes' transfers without finding new teams, and unqualified agents taking excessive cuts from NIL deals. And that's a good point because there are kids out there, and I'm not trying to insult anyone, but they don't know what they're doing. There are kids out there that are getting bad. They get bad advice every day. There are kids that get bad advice every day. There are kids whose parents get bad advice every day. There are kids who aren't thinking this through. There are kids that are thinking this through and still getting getting hosed. So there has to be some sort of standard, some sort of guidelines, something in place here to avoid as much as possible predators. And it's going to happen. You're going to get a you're going to get bad agents. You're going to make dumb decisions here. And so you're going to have to do the work if you want to jump in in all this, you want to jump in in all of this here, you're going to have to do the work. Make sure you're getting proper representation. And so anything that will help these kids, I'm for. But there's also something else that's coming up. Title IX implications are concern as well. Because NIL deals are benefiting drastically, drastically tipping the scale towards male athletes and so it's great that you have name image and likeness but for the most part not everything is even now some of you might say well that's just the marketplace that's just the marketplace that's people deciding with their dollars yeah you're right people are deciding hey i want football players i want basketball players if you get a really good women's basketball program, there could be some serious dollars out there. Sure, but that's going to be the exception, not the rule. So the push here is to establish a registry for NIL deals that could, honestly, I don't know if it's going to, but the goal here is to enhance accountability and address problematic behavior. Honestly, if the NCAA would have put this much thought into this years ago, we might be in a better place now. We might be in a better place because name, image, and likeness is not going anywhere. Student athletes have the right to profit just as much as anyone else. Just as much. 
and we can just drop the whole the whole cover story of amateur athletes. We can just drop that. It's a nice story to tell, but we're talking money. This isn't we're playing this for the love of the game. None of the, there there are kids. There are people that playing this for the love of the game. And I get it. But for the most part, that's in addition to everything else that's going on. We're not just, hey, let's go play football. Let's go have a good time playing football. There's money involved. There's absolutely a lot of money being made here. And these kids have been supplying the labor for years and still are supplying the labor for years without compensation. And so where's that compensation going to come from? Well, here's an avenue, name, image, and likeness. But it's getting to the point now where all of a sudden you're seeing all kinds of money being thrown out here, and it's all falling under the heading of name, image, and likeness. And it's not really, hey, I want to profit off your name, your image, and likeness here, and I'm going to compensate you for that. It's, hey, if you come here, we got these deals for you. It's not even players that are on your team now being compensated for services because of the usage of name, image, and likeness. It's, hey, if you come here, we got this for you. We got this kind of money for you. And it's getting out of hand. And I think it's going to continue to ruin college athletics. I like pro sports. I do. But I like college as well because they're different. College sports and pro sports – same sport, different. And I like everything that makes college sports college because we are turning this into a de facto pro sport when it comes to everything that we're doing. We're turning it into pro sports. We just won't say it because we're not even being shy about it anymore. It's if you come here, there's the kind of money that we can make happen for you. And if we get to that point, you think schools like Alabama are going to get dusted by schools like Marshall when it comes to name, image, and likeness? I mean, already, if you're being recruited by Alabama, Alabama's going to beat you most of the times. But now you throw them dollars out there, Alabama's going to outspend you. Georgia's going to outspend you. A lot of these programs are going to outspend you. And we're going to have haves and have-nots. And then if a player is really good at Marshall. Use Marshall as an example. Well, let's go get that guy. Let's go get that player. And they're going to outspend you there as well. Final segment coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to our final segment. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't forget, we've got hockey action for you tonight. Game three, Stanley Cup. Can the Florida Panthers come back and make this a series, or will Vegas take a commanding 3-0 lead in the best-of-seven series? Find out tonight, 7.30 is our airtime right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, along with our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 13.40. And don't forget, you can listen to the program anytime. You can't make it to the show live on your radio or stream it live with our app. 
You can listen to it on our podcast. We post that daily after the show, and you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the show. I appreciate everyone who does listen, who follows, subscribes, whatever your service calls it. It's totally free, and it comes directly to your device. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back with you tomorrow for our Friday edition as we get set for the weekend. Don't forget, hockey action tonight, 730 here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We'll have the return of Pirates baseball tomorrow. That's going to do it. Thanks for tuning in. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Good night, everyone. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.